Opinions expressed are those of the speakers as of the date of the recording and are subject to change without notice and do not necessarily reflect Mercer's opinions. Welcome to Mercer's Transforming for the Future podcast. My name is Milan Taylor and I'm Mercer's Global Energy and Chemicals Leader. Delighted to be joined by my colleague, Jeff Smith, who's the managing partner of Mercer's Gulf Coast office. Welcome, Jeff. Hey, Milan. Thanks, and I appreciate you having me back. So, Jeff, a lot has happened in the world since you and I last spoke on, on our podcast, uh, where we talked about Mercer's research on the North American energy transition and the impact to people risk back in late 2021. Would be really keen just to get your sense of, of, of what's been happening in your world since then. Oh, there's been a lot happening. As, as we all know, uh, we've seen an extension in the Ukraine-Russia conflict, uh, continued economic challenges with inflationary pressures, especially in the commodities. Um, and then what's, what's really interesting when we're talking about the energy transition is we saw the passage of the Inflation Reduction Act, which you yeah. see it, it has some, uh, some impact as we uh, accelerate moving to lower carbon. Um, so a lot, a lot's happened in the last 18 years. A, a, a lot of challenges in your world, I'm sure. Um, so, Jeff, I understand that Mercer's just finished a, a check-in update uh, to see how some of those global challenges that you've just described have shifted uh, our thinking on the North American energy transition and then how that plays down to the people agenda. would be really interesting to hear what the most significant changes were since you did the original piece of research back in 2021? I think that we're finding a lot more complexity as they get into the nuances. So in our 21 research, about 3.2 was the, was the average rating of disruption on a five-point scale. Uh, and as we re-surveyed re, re and, and talked to our clients, that really moved up to 3.6. The 60% of the, of the people we interviewed indicated this is going to be a very high to very disruptive uh, Part of their part of their business, um, you know. I I think you tie it really back to perhaps it's more of an and strategy. So they're gonna they're going to continue to to need to focus on their legacy uh, businesses while also tackling the energy transition and moving to um, more carbon neutral um, fuel sources. Okay, so clearly then that that update has has, has showed that organizations are gonna really uh, be challenged in their their, their transition. Was there any um, indication in your uh, check-in update uh, on on skills, which which continues to be a key buzzword uh, regarding the the people agenda in, in energy? Absolutely, skills are still top of mind to HR professionals, making sure that they have both what they what they need for current state as well as what they what they see for the future. One interesting nuance that that came out in in our original research. There was some thought that some of the legacy roles may transition out starting in the 25 to 27. Um, and we saw that really push to the right. Uh, so about six years before they think there's going to be really a tremendous amount of change in the, the legacy roles. And so I think that that may be some of that nuance and complexity we're seeing is because they're going to need to keep and retain those skills longer than they originally um, thought in 21 as they, as they move through this overall transition. So that, that pivot to more lower carbon roles been pushed out to, to early 2030s, uh, I guess, because of results of energy security and, and what we've seen with Russia and, and the Ukraine. So, so the industry has a little bit more time to get their skills housed in order. But do you think that the industry is taking the challenge of upskilling, reskilling, 
and skills in general uh, as as a top priority? Uh, I think they're still focusing on it. Um, based on our research that we did in May, our real real insights, um, the energy and the chemicals um, did lag a little bit from a prioritization of skills compared to other industries. Still a very much hot topic. Um, I don't think that they're necessarily taking that extra time that they may or may not have uh, into uh, into to not focusing on it, but they they are lagging other industries in focusing on skills um, than, uh, than 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 what they were in twenty one. And, and I'm hearing more of the phrase an orderly transition when when it comes to the energy transition. It feels to me that perhaps this breathing space allows energy organisations to think about their skills in in a more holistic and orderly way. Um, so maybe maybe some upside there. So um, it, it feels to me that the skills question it will continue to be a critical piece as the industry transforms. In your check-in um, uh, research on the North American energy transition, was there any indication? Or on what the priority skills would be for the industry as it, as it goes through this challenging tran- transformation. Yeah, um, given the complexity across the the industry, I think no surprise. Uh, top skills are analytical thinking and complex problem solving. Um, that was core to their their legacy business. We'll continue to see that be core to their their transition business as well. Um, innovation um, was the second skill that they're looking for, and the the thing that is is interesting is innovation is also one of the skills they they did felt the least comfort with that they had in-house. And so that may lead to how can they build that skill set up across their current base, or maybe they're they're going to need to acquire that innovation skill set. And the third was really adaptability and growth mindset. So uh, a lot of strong crossover across other industries um, and some of our uh, research that we did with the World Economic Forum that analytical thinking is top across industries. So um, some differences and nuances, but but also some similarities across other industries. Great. So uh, skills is going to continue to be a buzzword for the industry for the foreseeable future. Let Jeff, let's pivot to everybody's uh, favorite topic, pay uh, and benefits, of course. Was there any change in this space in uh, your updated North American transition uh, research? Still a super important topic. Uh, rewards remain um, on the tops of executives and HR's mind. Um, there's really not a lot of change. And I think one of the, the key the key indicators is the premium that the energy industry has paid for those resources. And perhaps it is tied to the extension that we talked about earlier, uh, the pushing out by five or six years of rules. But we do not see that, that premium going away in the short term. Um, some of the things that... Uh, that I think are maybe driving that are really supply and demand. So those legacy roles, um, we have seen a reduction in the number of petroleum engineers as an example. So yeah. 80% reduction in the last five years from 2,300 graduates a year to 400 a year. So I think that you're still going to see that premium for the legacy roles. And we'll see how that how that develops when it comes to the to the energy transition and those roles that are needed to drive that as well. And um, was there any reflection on whether energy organizations are going to build or buy that uh, talent, or I guess borrow or bot it uh, in the research, or, or just any, anything there that could give a hint as to how the industry is going to resolve the, the supply-demand challenge? So uh, they're going to continue to invest in building out those those skills and the pay um, is going to support that. 
we are seeing an increase in activity in the inorganic growth or the acquisition of skills through M&A and joint ventures. So that is, um, you know, again, not going to make any promises, but it definitely seems like there's going to be a little bit more buying of those skills and the people that they need to drive this transition. Great. No, thank you for, for sharing that. Um, and Jeff, whilst we've got you here with us today, uh, I'm sure uh, we'd be really keen to hear more about what you're seeing uh, from your Houston-based energy plants, what people issues are top of mind as you and your wider team are meeting. So um, key topics remain skills. How can we develop um, career frameworks and job architecture that supports um, both a retention and an acquisition of new skills? Another piece that I think we're seeing really from the HR is how can I do more with the same? Not with less necessarily, but how can I do more with some? So I think it goes to that and and. So I've got to I've got to maintain my legacy roles, my legacy organization, while I also drive this change to the energy transition. Another piece that I I, I think that we're seeing, and this is this goes back to the to the latest check in that we did um, from a spot pools, is how can they leverage technology to really get the bang for their buck that they have with regards to recognition and the rewards programs that they have in place. And are you hearing more and more around generative AI in terms of one of those routes to solution when you're talking to clients or is it, is it, is it only now just sort of emerging as a topic? It's absolutely on people's minds. I think, you know, we, we just had a recent webinar, a lot of information around that, but I think that energy companies are taking that in and how can they apply that to their business? So probably not jumping in with both feet just yet but absolutely a conversation that is top of mind from an HR perspective. How can they utilize a AI to really augment and um, augment the skills and the, the efficiencies that they have? Jeff, how can, or indeed how, um, how is Mercer uh, helping energy firms as they go through the energy transition? I'd say we see two, two real paths where we're engaging with clients is back to those skills, really helping our clients define both the career frameworks and the job architecture with the skills lens so that they can really, I'm going back to attracting and retaining that new talent. They really need to understand what the skills that they have in-house, as well as the skills that they need to try to transition. The other one kind of goes back to the rewards is as they're thinking about their employee value proposition or rewards, are they really getting as much as they can? Are they really around optimizing their rewards package? And what we're seeing is clients using employee preferences to really kind of think through what they're doing not seeing a tremendous amount of increase in spend or cutting, but how can they optimize that rewards to really kind of nail it and help their employees with, the, with what they're trying to do? Jeff, many, many thanks for joining us and giving us an update on how we see the North American energy transition evolving from a, a people risk uh, perspective. Uh, if you'd like more information and to access more energy industry materials, please visit www.mercer.com. We'll be back later in the year with a podcast asking why total worker health is so important in the energy industry context. We look forward to talking about that issue in the coming months. Thanks for listening. <laughs>